fear of losing your job, I would say don't let fear impact your performance. Just keep doing what you do. Crush the present every day. What you can do is get a resume in place. That is Matt Furman, CEO and founder of Core Group Resources. Here today on the Women Offshore podcast, I'm talking to Matt about what it takes to find a job in 2020. With COVID-19, the price of oil being low, there's a lot of uncertainty, and unfortunately, that has meant layoffs. So what can you do today to get going, move forward, and find a job if you're looking for one or you're worried you're going to lose yours soon? This is the Women Offshore Podcast. I'm your host, Ali Cedeno, a mariner and founder of Women Offshore. Women Offshore is a 501c3 nonprofit organization supporting a diverse workforce on the water. Out of Houston, Texas, Matt Furman is the CEO of Core Group Resources. They service the maritime and offshore energy industries. From crewing vessels to placing executive officers, they have successfully placed candidates across the organizational chart. Matt is a graduate of the United States Merchant Marine Academy. His experience includes working at the Port of Miami as a terminal superintendent, six years working for recruiting firms, and serving in the United States Navy Reserve. Matt founded Core Group Resources in 2012, where they pride themselves in specializing in placing hard-to-find people within the maritime industry and the oil and gas industry. I wanted Matt to come on the show today to talk about what's going on in the job market, especially for those who are now trying to find a job offshore or have just experienced a layoff or furlough. Welcome, Matt, to the Women Offshore podcast. Thank you, Allie. Thanks for having me. Please start out by sharing why you started Core Group Resources. I started Core Group Resources in 2012 because I believed we could do recruitment better. I, I treat recruitment as a, as a mission field, helping people find opportunities and helping people in career transition. So I just, I, I have a passion for the business. I'd worked for a couple of companies that were uh, venture capital backed at the time. And I just felt like being on mission and venture capital backed or private equity backed didn't mix. And so that's one of the main reasons I started. I thought I could do this service better. And plus, I was it was my own mission field. So at Core Group Resources, what kind of services do you provide? We focus on the maritime and offshore industries. We do executive search. Uh, we do contingency search, which is just kind of middle management. We do contracting, so staffing, contracting. Um, and then we also do expertise contracting as well for you know niche projects or niche maritime skill sets. And then we do offshore crewing for ships as well. So anything regarding needs for either senior leadership or maritime, marine offshore, offshore winds kind of expertise we get involved. So looking over these last couple of months, how has the job market changed? I'm especially interested in hearing from you about crewing and on offshore vessels and, and maritime vessels. So the job market has been very good. The general market in, in the U.S., uh, let's just call it general U.S. job market, has been fantastic since probably 2016. It's been best, the lowest 
lowest unemployment rate in history. If you carve out like maritime offshore drilling, 2015, kind of the maritime and, and offshore markets went through a little bit of a contraction phase with oil and gas going down. We were in the middle of a recovery kind of in the 2017 through 2019 marketplaces and, and things were getting really hot again up until kind of COVID-19 and, and COVID-19 has caused some projects to pause in oil and gas. Uh, so we've seen some disruption there. General maritime shipping, there's been some slowing of cargoes, you know, on the row row side and general uh, bulk cargo side, some the Container side's been down a little bit. So there's definitely been a blip to the system. A lot of the traditional maritime clients seem to be holding right now. They're just kind of in a hold mode. A lot of the oil and gas clients that we talk to, it's all depending on projects. So if Shell, Chevron, BP sees up like CapEx expenditure for specific projects, then we can see layoffs happen at that point. The market was so hot up until kind of COVID-19 point of impact that it's, it's hard to see just yet, especially with all the government cash hitting the system. Uh, which is creating a little bit of a bubble. Uh, so I, you know, the job market is going to continue to change. I think you're going to see more contracting, spot contracting type work over the next couple of months as people, their vision of the future is a little bit short right now. Uh, so we'll see a little bit more of that. The job market right now, there's a little bit of a hold pause. Uh, government side right now seems to be pretty good. Government contracts are still running. So we're seeing a lot of government cash hit the system. So I think that's going to keep things elevated for the time being. And then maritime, like anything else, we're pretty resilient transportation and critical infrastructure. So I don't see a radical change. I see a little bit of a pause and then we'll see an uptake probably towards before this year. Yeah, that would be great to come out of this and finish 2020 strong. So how has the COVID-19 pandemic affected your services as an entrepreneur? Anytime vision gets short for companies, hiring kind of can can get put on hold a little bit. Our main service line for people is, has not really changed currently. Some contracts did dry up, more oil and gas centric government projects and standard maritime companies are still looking for really critical niche skill sets. And that's that's like our main our main focus. So I don't our services haven't really been affected except companies that touch oil and gas right now because the price is down. I would say that's kind of the biggest thing we've seen overall. And then some disruptions on not being in the office as well. So you may have some work going on and then people are in the office or not in the office being able to interview and make decisions that slowed things down a little bit. Talking with people that work offshore who are really concerned that they might lose their job or some have experienced layoffs recently, what can they do to start today to move forward? There's two points to that question. If someone's lost their job, I'll give them the survival pack. Survival pack looks like this. It's don't be too proud to, to pick up spot contract work, including Uber driving, you know, anything to kind of fill the bank account. Typically, though, when someone loses their job, the psychology around that is let's go find what I've been doing at a competitor or in the marketplace. And so people exercise their kind of known relationships in their marketplace to get picked up through their organic networks to try to get something similar. I would hold with that. And then you have your kind of 90 day holdout for the right job, 120 day, maybe kind of reduce your expectations after the 90 day period. And then, and then look for, you know, something similar. And then if you are holding on geography or not looking to relocate, that's something that you just have to consider. It's a timing game. Fear of losing your job? I would say don't let fear impact your performance. Just keep doing what you do. Crush the present every day. What you can do is get a resume in place, 
and start contacting companies like ourselves or other agencies that do kind of more confidential job searches uh, on your behalf to kind of de-risk your desk a little bit. I would say the fear is the worst thing that that can creep into the job marketplace during times like these. And so again, Maritime's a niche skill set and not a lot of people have it and it controls 95% of GDP. So yeah, I, I look at that word fear and I, and I, I kind of laugh at it in Maritime. That there will be work. That's good to hear. Looking back at my career, I went through a period early on where I was just a year out of school and we were going through a recession. It was hard to find work. And it took me several months. Actually, it took me eight months to find a job. I am concerned now for those who are early on in their careers. Or they Maybe they've just graduated from college, perhaps a Maritime Academy. For someone who is new to the industry or just trying to break into the industry for the first time, without that previous experience, it can be especially difficult to get an interview. So what advice do you have for those looking to find a job with almost or absolutely no industry experience in 2020? I would say use the word internship a lot. Go to companies and ask, you know, hey, can I do an internship for you? Either, you know, maybe in push for paid, you know, but start at maybe like an hourly part-time. The trick is to get into a company to add value. When you add value, it's you come in and you do enough work to add value so that when you leave, there's a vacuum felt and they want you. So I would use the word internship. If I'm getting out of college right now and it's a bad job market, you apply everywhere, but you also, so leverage your uh, alumni network to set up internships and maybe you do onesie twosie internships two weeks here four weeks there a month here and you'll eventually get siphoned into to an opportunity that's what i would suggest in in these types of environments is is really pushing the, the internship route yeah that's good advice not something that i've heard from others so i appreciate you sharing that and i could see how opportunities would result. I'm actually interning myself right now until something opens up. So another thing that I think a lot of people can do right now is look at their resumes. Is it true that employers spend just a few seconds looking at a resume that we all put maybe even hundreds of hours of work into? You have somewhere between nine to 14 seconds on average with someone looking at your resume. What they look for typically, and I'll take you through, I mean, I've, I've probably looked at 100,000 resumes in my career and I could take you through what I do. I'll look at a resume, it'll come in. Uh, I'll immediately look at geography. So where do you live in accordance to what job am I hiring for? Then I'll look at what have you done currently at your current role. Um, and I'll take a look at typically longevity. If you're not having been at the company very long and I start to sense what we call a jumper, someone who likes to jump every 18 months, then your stock value starts to drop there. I may move on to the next. If you're kind of a jumper and I look at like companies, maybe they've gone bankrupt or there's macroeconomic issues, then I'll go a little bit further down into education. Where are you from? What school? What have you studied? What vessels have you sailed on? What types of equipment have you been exposed to? And, and then I'll kind of reverse engineer and derive from that. So if you're, if you don't have a lot of recency or a lot of longevity at a company, companies are kind of trigger shy to invest in what I call jumpers. So when you're building out your resume, uh, you need to make sure, you know, you, you show decent longevity at companies and you need to show kind of your exposure to niche equipment. So if it's marine engines, like 
Wartzilla, MAN, what have you touched? What have you gotten your hands on? Even go all the way down into hobbies, you know, and take a look at, you know, what kind of sports did these people play? Were they part of, were they team? Was a team captain? I'll look at that as, as an outlier saying, okay, I got a soccer team captain here who can lead people. Uh, they're probably going to present pretty well and I'll go in there. So I'll look for the little nuanced stuff um, outside of their professional experiences. There are also things that people could maybe adjust during this time, such as the formatting. Are there some common mistakes people make on their resumes that can be fixed right now? I call it a page a decade. If you've only been in the working environment for less than 10 years, you need one page, period. If you're two decades, you need two pages. If you're three decades, you need three. Like get your bullets flat, probably no more than like three to five bullet points per job and do not write a dissertation essay or your resume will go somewhere to die. Make it really clean, concise. Almost, you could even guide them to your experience against the job description that you see to help them, you know, see the value you can add to your resume. What about cover letters? Those can be difficult to write. Are cover letters necessary? If you're representing yourself as an individual to a company, I think cover letters are necessary. I think it gives a good snapshot. If you're going through like an agency like ourselves, cover letters are not necessary because we become your cover letter because we're your advocate. Think of the cover letter as your own personal advocate. So the cover letter is you writing about yourself almost in third person as to how you can add value. It becomes your advocate. If you're using a recruiter, you don't need a cover letter. Because we become your advocate at that point. You just need a resume. Gotcha. I learned something there. I did not realize that it was supposed to be more of an advocate for me than a personal letter. So how can someone learn more about core group services? You guys go to coregroupresources.com. You can kind of go to our job board, see what kind of jobs are working. We do, you know, newsletter once a quarter, usually with kind of what we've got going on. We'll always pick up the phone if you call the main line and ask for a consultant who's working a particular job or even ask for myself. We'll always, we're always ready and available to, to help guide people through this, you know, this career lantern. So I just say our website and our main line, and I'm always available as a shameless self promoter on all social media platforms. So if you shoot me a quick message, I'm pretty quick to get back to you. One last question for you. Do you have any last pieces of advice for someone who's job searching right now? You'll see a lot of jobs posted. I hear it all the time. I've, I've applied to a hundred jobs. I haven't heard anything back. They get dejected. They start having self-doubt. They think it's them. It's not you. These companies typically will put someone with no experience behind the desk to review the destiny of, of all the applicants coming in. And it's not you. It's just, it's how these, these systems are structured. My advice is to pick up the phone and call into these companies and present yourself to either HR or the hiring manager that has the headache on their desk and present yourself. If you stay behind email and you stay behind just the, the easy clicks in, your probability decreases rapidly. And the art of picking up the phone is dying. People are getting comfortable with text and email. And so if you have enough courage to pick up the phone and call, it actually separates you from the masses. Great. That is fantastic advice. Really appreciate you coming on the show, Matt. Thanks so much. Thank you, Allie. Thanks for tuning in to the Women Offshore podcast. This has been episode 25. What did you think of the show? leave a rating and review an Apple podcast. Additionally, if you want to propel women offshore forward, please visit womenoffshore.org or womenoffshore.shop, make a donation or purchase some swag. Until next time, stay safe out there and I'll talk to you soon.